I'll tell you what's been pretty tough. Yesterday was the 11-year anniversary of Scott Walker scoring the game-winning goal, Game 7, double overtime against the Boston Bruins in 2009. And then you're seeing these anniversaries one year ago, the Hurricanes advancing past the Washington Capitals and past the New York Islanders on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you just start thinking to yourself, oh man, this is kind of what we've been without. No NBA basketball, no NHL, hockey as well. And we're being joined by somebody I'm sure is missing it as well. Rod Brindamore, the head coach of the Hurricanes, is with us. I see it every single day when I look in the mirror. I haven't shaved in a month and a half. I'm not good at growing facial hair like I know you're probably not as well. Have you ever even tried to grow the facial hair long at any point? Well, it's funny you say that because my kids were giving me a hard time about that the other day at the dinner table. You know, it's I guess our game was on game seven, and they were like, "Why are you the only guy out there with no no beard?" Right? And uh, so, I, and it's true. I, I I've never really tried because when I did try, it didn't look so good. So, uh, better just to leave it clean. I'm just dying to get back into a kickboxing gym that I have here in the triad. Without it, I've been kind of out of shape a bit, but you were known for your workout regimen. So I got to know, what has the regimen been for the last two months? Well, yeah, I, I am a routine kind of guy on that. I, I I have to exercise every day, so I definitely i am at home doing it for the most part. So um, you know, it's not quite the same, but I start my day every day essentially – a little bike ride at home, and then you know, get after it a little bit in the weight room, and then and then I'll uh, you know, still working and working from home. We got a lot of video to do. We're preparing for potentially a draft and potentially any a startup at some point. So you're just kind of, you know, trying to keep yourself busy that way. How optimistic are you about a restart? Uh, I don't know. I want to be. I mean, but it just obviously it's just weird. There's so many. There's so many dynamics. It seems to be so many issues, and um, it's just it's going to take a, a certainly a lot, you know, from a lot of people to to make it work. And um, but I certainly hope we can, uh, you know, get back in. The, you know, the, the the one thing that just to get some sort of normalcy in your life for a lot of people, and I think that's that's kind of what I'd like to see. But take me into some of the behind the scenes where you're also charged with keeping tabs on a team who you can't see mm. in person so you got younger guys yeah. you got teenagers of course you got management so I'm sure you're in touch with Don Waddell yep. and also Tom Dundon yeah. what does that communication structure look like well it's, it's daily for the most part and in, in in terms of the communication from management and you know from Tom and Don and then organizationally like I said we, we were we do zoom meetings uh, three times a week uh, and and doing various things and then the the big issue, obviously, for me is with the players, and and that's been the toughest because you know they're scattered all over the world right now. And then, really, what what are you accomplishing by having we had is we have met on a Zoom kind of meeting. They do uh, a little bit of you know training together on that, but it's just it's just not not great. So our our strength coaches giving each guy individual workouts based on what they have available to them. You know, in some places it's opened up a little more, in, in, in especially in Europe. So those guys are actually a little more ahead of being able to do things. But uh, just as far as being connected, it's it's not been great, obviously. But, you know, hopefully if we get some news in the near future, you know, of a plan at least, then, you know, maybe we can start getting back together a little bit.
It's Hurricanes head coach Rob Brindamore with us here on Sports Hub Triad. You mentioned you were looking back at Game 7. When you watched the Stanley Cup championship in 2006, June 19th, what sticks out to you when you watch that game? Uh, well, it's it's special, again, to see it. I mean, we watched it uh, kind of the family. Well, my, my, my youngest kid who had never seen it, he just he basically watched a couple of shifts and said, "Oh yeah," and then left like you. He couldn't. He, <laughs> he didn't really resonate. And my older son, who was actually at the game, watched it very interestingly. You know, just bring back a lot of good memories. Um, just to be honest with you, watching it, I just how great a, a team we really were. Like there, there's a lot of great players on that team that didn't really maybe get. You know, that team doesn't get a lot of maybe the props it does nationally or in the hockey world, but there's a lot of great hockey players on that team, and obviously you have to be the win. What do you remember most about the post-game celebration? How much sleep did you get that night? Well, yeah, you don't sleep after that. I mean, that's that, that's obviously why you play the game and the whole nine yards. Everybody understands that. and uh, just what all went into it. I mean, we had, again, you know, not to relive it too much, but we had an older team with a bunch of guys that had never won for the most part. And so it was just, it was just really, really special to, you know, finally get that done. And then with those kind of guys, you know, everyone just gave everything they had to win and, uh, you know, special and something you want to try to recreate. It's obviously certainly not easy. Have you had a chance to watch any of the last dance docu-series? Oh yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I, so I, I mean, I grew up. Obviously, Michael Jordan was the man, right? And, and you know, so you know, obviously watching him and 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 just being in that era where he was it, and so pretty pretty neat to relive that too, right? Just puts you puts you back where you were watching that, remembering all the stuff that went on, and kind of remembering it, how crazy it was, and um, and then hearing it from him. I think it's awesome. I mean, it's great. It's it's the best TV there is. Obviously, right now, there's not much to watch, but. It's uh, when, you, when you involve the greatest athlete in the world and then getting the insight that to me that all that behind the scenes stuff, uh, that's I just can't get enough of that. Well, last week, I think we had the most substantive stuff where you have him describing his leadership methods where he mm -hmm. would ride Scotty Burrell, his teammate, and to in order yeah. to make him tougher. And he was asked about how that might have made people think he wasn't a good guy. And he talked about winning comes at a cost leadership comes at a cost yeah. and he had to take a break after answering that question when people talk about you rod they talk about leadership as well so when you see the way that he went about it and just how much determination was there and how intentional it was what went through you well i get it i totally understand you know he was about winning you know and, and at the end of the day so is his team. so are his teammates right it's just you know, they don't regret winning, I guarantee you that, you know. Now, did he treat them a certain way maybe they didn't like? Well, you know what, I, I still say they would do it if, if they got in those rings, you know. And, and so he just felt as a leader he had to push them a certain way to get the most out of them so they could win. I mean, that, that I don't think it was personal. I don't think he was, you know, like someone didn't like him. He's like, I got to do this to get the most out of this guy. And, and you know, like he, he said it. And you mentioned it perfectly. It's painful a little bit because I'm sure he's. I don't know him. I've never really met him, um, but I don't think he went out there to say oh, I'm going to be a bad guy and treat people, you know, uh, that way. It's just he knew he had to do that to get the best out of him. People described you as a leader by example, but is there an example you think of where 
you you had to get into somebody just to get them motivated to get them in line? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it happened. You know, I wouldn't say all the time, but there was certainly times where you you know you get into people's faces. But I think you know we're talking different players. I mean, I, he's the best of the best, and I, mean, I certainly wasn't that. But uh, uh, you know, a different style of leadership <laughs> too. I mean, um, and in hockey's way different, I think, than basketball because you know really they have five guys playing at a time or. And, six or seven guys that really are on the team or that they count on where we're, you know, 20, 22 guys. And we, they all count almost the same. Like we, so we have, we have more leaders than just one guy, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's, you can lean on other guys to be the bad guy. If you, if you, if you follow me and, and I can be <laughs> the guy that's the, you know, okay, I'm going to do it by example. And, you know, we got uh, Ray Whitney's going to be maybe the tougher guy or the funny guy. Or, there's just different levels of it. To, but it all has to kind of happen. It's Rob Brindamore with us here on Sports Hub Giant. So Sunday's going to be the finale, and we're going to see behind-the-scenes footage of the flu game as they won their sixth title. You had several broken noses. You played through injuries. You were just seen to be a tough guy. What's the craziest thing you've ever played through? Well, the craziest would have been crazy but i had a broken foot when i got traded here and we thought it had kind of healed and and so when i got here i was i played that year with it a half year and then but it was not right and i kept i was constantly limping around and in a lot of pain and then found out it was broken the whole time i was playing so you know i felt like man I, you know part of me was like i'm glad that the season was over but part of me was like you know at least i had an excuse in my head like okay and i knew i wasn't playing that well um, so I didn't really know I was playing through it, but maybe obviously if we'd known, I wouldn't have kept playing, but that injury never healed, you know, from the trade when I got here. So that's probably the craziest thing just cause it went so long, you know, but all, all, you know, that's the one thing about hockey players is every one of these guys that you talk to, especially back in the day. And I say in the back, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, everybody was playing through stuff and we had different methods of you know, dealing with pain that was allowed. Now you, you know, you just, it was the norm. No one was doing anything intentional, but it was, you know, uh, different medicines and things that, that you did to numb things up to go and play and everyone was doing it. You know, now we know better that that's, that's certainly not, that, that doesn't happen anymore uh, for the better, but uh, all the guys back in the day played through a lot, a lot of things. Give me the thing that you, you use to try and numb a pain or something like that that you look back on and you say, that was stupid. Well, they don't do that anymore, but I, I don't know if these, these things called Tordal shots. I think that those went in. They were just a numbing medicine, but it, it, they don't use those anymore. But I can remember, you know, there was about five of us lining up before the game and get those shots because everybody was so banged up and you, you couldn't function if you didn't numb the pain a little. And I don't think they they realize now that that's not the way to go. So we don't we don't have those lineups anymore in the, in the medical office. But uh, you know, again, that was just kind of the norm. Rod, you're the absolute best. Thank you for doing this. I look forward to seeing hopefully Anytime. some hockey sometime soon. I hope your family's safe as well. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Take care. You got it. That's Rod Brindamore, the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. And he's being modest. He's one of the toughest dudes that's ever played for the Carolina Hurricanes.